One, two. Ah, uh, yeah. Good evening. Welcome to House of Power Outreach. I'm Pastor Tori, Pastor Rita and I, senior pastors here at House of Power Outreach. And, and we just love the Lord with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and bodies. Well, all of our great leaders and, and folks that help serve here at the ministry. We are, we are truly blessed here with people that love God and, and, and love people. We'd love to see you. Uh, we just pray today when all of this is over and all this isolation stuff is over, that we'll be able to join here in fellowship and worship together uh, in spirit and in truth. I want to go ahead and direct you and move quickly to our, our website at hopochurch.org. You can see all of our ministries, all the different things I was just mentioning uh, about, you know, and pray and, and see about the direction of where God has taken the ministry, where he has us headed, and, and all of the different things that we are engaged in as a ministry as a whole. As well, if you want to be a part of giving, the donate button, we uh, welcome you to donate. If, if you want to be a part of, of uh, blessing the church financially, uh, we welcome you to go there and see all the different ways you can give uh, without, you know, I was about to say hand-to-hand -hand combat, but wirelessly or freely without uh, any human contact. Let me say it that way, but, but we will definitely be received. Please pray over your giving. Pray whatever God purpose in your heart to give. Uh, God loves a cheerful giver, and just seek God. God will direct you in your giving, and, and you will be truly blessed for it. Well, we're going to pray, and then I'm going to jump right into the message tonight. Uh, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for a word tonight in due season. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are, our, our hearts are prepared and our mind is receptive, Lord God, to what you have to say tonight. I thank you, Lord God, that I decrease, you increase. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to talk about God's selfie, the, the image, what God sees and, and what, he, what he sees when he looks at us. It is so good that to know what God sees, because sometimes we can look at ourselves through our mistakes and through our setbacks, but God sees us through him. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 uh, through 12 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen. You know, God is not here to harm us. You know, too many times we hear people go, that was an act of God in nature and, and a storm hit. That was, God did that. I was a, no, he didn't. Uh, Jesus stood on the boat and, and actually told the storm to be peace, be still. So if those were acts of God, Jesus would have been yelling at God about what God was doing. And so we, 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 we begin to start right there. Right there, when you start hearing that stuff, even at an early age, we start to lose sight of God's selfie, of what, what God sees when he sees us. Because if we think God, God is bringing disaster, I haven't, I haven't heard people say, I didn't hear anybody prophesying about COVID, prophesying a disaster, you know, as if God brought it to teach us something. And God, God doesn't do that. God is not 
bringing us problems to teach us something. No one would do that. Even as I talked about it as being a father, I'll talk about it even more today. But, but we're made in his image. Genesis 1, 26, he said, let us make man in our image. He's talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So when God's selfie, it's, it's you, it's I. He, he sees you as him. He sees you as the purpose of God. He doesn't see you as a mistake. He doesn't see you as always failing. He doesn't, he doesn't see you as, as, as a bad person. He sees you as him. He sees you as his purpose. So now if God's thoughts for us are good and not evil, he definitely has a bigger view than our current situation. If he can think good about you, he also know good about you, right? As they always said, you can't do better till you know better. God knows best. He knows better. And he sees you better. He sees you at your best. He doesn't see you at your worst. And, and we got to get ourselves out of the lens or the last snapshot of our mistake and think that's the only way we can be seen because God sees a bigger picture. He's got another photo album. He's got another selfie. He sees you in his image after his likeness. You got to be encouraged by that. You got to be encouraged by the fact that God is not looking at your last mistakes and saying, this is it. I'm going to hold that against them to the day they die. No, God is looking to take better pictures of you in your better moments, in your better days, in your better hour to see you so that you can see yourself and be encouraging to those around you. It's hard to be encouraged when you think God is hating you. He has already seen us greater and put together a plan for our lives that represents greater than anything this world has to offer. And, and again, if you see people and things start going wrong, things and they're starting to they're starting to fight and, and come against God. And he's like, that is when I think good of you, the plan is not bad. If my thoughts are good, my plan is good. Because things are going wrong, definitely don't turn on me, but don't turn on yourself either. Make sure you keep your head turned toward God. Fix your eyes on things above. Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man. Their order. I have an order. I have a direction. This is part of the order. As you have to go through and walk through some things, God has a pattern for us called steps of the righteous, and he ordered the pattern custom made to fit our life. Narrow is the path. Narrow is the road. The road is not wide. It is where people say, you know, there are many ways to get to heaven. No, then God would be cruel to send his only begotten son if there were other ways. That doesn't make sense. Why send Jesus to die if there's other ways to get to heaven? No, there's only one way, and it's through Jesus. Through Jesus. You can try to be friends. You can try to be accepting. You can do all that stuff you want to, but you need to make sure you tell them the truth. It's only through Christ. That you enter into heaven. Or God would be abusive father to send his only son to die when there's other ways. We got to hold on to that. I just wanted to make sure we knew that. He's got a pattern. He's got something cut out for you specifically for you, designed for you. Um, the, 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 um, the problems in our life are undersized for our greatness and oversized for our mind. So it is best to stick with the custom fit of God's word. And, you know, if you've ever had a suit handed down to you, some sleeves too big, the jacket's too big, whatever. But then when you ever have, go to go to a tailor and have one tailor-made for you, it fits specifically for you. The, the, the way the uh, cuff in them and, and the pants, they drop just perfectly for your length. It's designed for you. God 
God has a custom design life for you. Quit trying to be like your parents. Quit trying to be like somebody else. Quit trying to follow popularity. God has a custom design for you. And when you put on those oversized things or those undersized things, they don't fit you. You have to be like David when Saul was offering him all the armor. He said, I can't wear all this stuff and win this battle. You can't wear other people's opinion. You can't wear other people's hurt. You can't wear other people's pain. That's why we got people out, out now in the day fighting and, and, and doing stuff and, and doing uh, wild things because for somebody else, they're trying to wear somebody else's pain and trying to wear somebody else's frustration when they should be under the custom fit of prayer and supplication before God, speaking peace over and justice through the name of Jesus. Quit wearing somebody else's clothes. You're not them. There's no resources for you to be somebody else. There's no resources for you to be out of order. There's no resources for you to be out of righteousness. There are no resources for you to be out of the justification that God loves you and died for you and rose on the third day. Quit trying to live in somebody else's shadow. God has blessed you to be more than enough as you are. You need to say that over your kids and as they try to find and scale everybody else online and trying to be like everyone else. No, no, no. You are custom fit for greatness. God has a great plan. You are made for such a time as this. Quit trying to copy your friends. Quit trying to copy television. Quit trying to copy videos and get into the original creation that God has made you in his image. You are one of the greatest and original copies ever made by Jesus be you and man again it's hard for our kids to be themselves when we're not being ourselves God's got a plan he's got a plan he's got he got a selfie for you in Luke chapter 11 and verse 10 through 13 for everyone who asks receives he who seeks finds and to him who knocks the door will be open what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? So if you are, who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? It, man, we could, we could shut it down right there. You know how to give good gifts. God definitely knows how to give good gifts. Why would you accuse God of giving someone cancer, taking someone? And it's the one God needed another angel in heaven, so he took somebody. God is not taking people. John 10, 10 says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. God is not taking people. God receives people. He don't take them. And we've got to understand that, but if you know how to give good gifts— how much more does your heavenly father know? But if you see God as a taker, if you see God as a breaker instead of a maker, then you are seeing him out of character. You are seeing him out of unbelief. You're seeing him through the eyes of rejection rather than the eyes of protection. He's a great redeemer. God isn't handing out pain, destruction, or death. And it is an attack of his character to say that he is, but he is always providing the good gift of the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And I, that's what I would say. Do ask, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me understand. I'm going through a rough time. I don't know why God is allowing this. I don't know why this is happening. Holy Spirit, this is the good gift God gives me. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, help me. Guide me, direct me, teach me, give me wisdom. 
I don't need to be coming against my father like this. You got to have that mentality like, like, like David had against Goliath. Man, you can say whatever you want about me. I may not be good, but I ain't going to let you sit here and cut down God. I may not have it together, but my God is good all the time. And you got to know that, but you got to be able to put that in perspective, right? So he, he knows how to give good gifts. He knows how to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, well, what's the point if I need a gift and all I'm getting is the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. And anything that is missing in your life, it will guide you and direct you to see that all your needs are met. See, because if your spirit is bad, the rest of your world is going to be bad. So God says, I'm a good father. I'm a good father. I want to bless you. Romans 8, 28, the, the part that everybody reads, all things work together for the good for those who love him. And, and that is so true. God is such a good father that he works. To, he's so much better of a father than us that even the evil we get into on our own, he finds a way to use it to work out for our good. Like, like he's that good. He's that kind of good. It's one thing for me to be good to my child, but when somebody else's child get in trouble, how good can I be for them? That's what God was. He was that good for us. When we got out of line, out of God in our own behavior, he came, when we turned to him, he came and came through us and used that mistake to work out for our good. Only God can be that good of a father. Psalms chapter 68 and verse 5 is when we come, become unraveled and act as an orphan. Spiritually speaking, God has already made provision being a father to the fatherless. And, and so what, what happens is when, when you know, we come to Christ and we're saved and everyone's excited about heaven, but sometimes we act like orphans on earth. We act like we don't have the presence of God. We act like we don't have the spirit of God. We act like we don't have, we're not, like we're not made in his image. And we have these behaviors and these actions and these things that does not replicate where we're headed. We act like this is our spot. This is not our spot. That's why this is not your image. You're called to a higher place. This ain't the last stop. This ain't the final resting place. You're going to rest in heaven, but act like you are headed to heaven in your life while you're here on earth. Act like you've been pictured by God to be like God, made in his image after his likeness. But don't get it twisted. When you come under pressure and you get outside of God and you become fatherless, the scripture, Psalm 68 and 5 says, he's a father to the fatherless. He still got you. Still got you, still got you protected, still got you covered. So never allow what is wrong with you, with your situation, or people in this world keep you from worshiping what is good about God. That's the thing, right? right? Something bad happens, something starts going wrong in your life, and, and then we start forgetting how good God is. We start forgetting how much God has brought us through. We start forgetting how God has helped us because we're in a situation right now that we're seeing how bad it is, and we start forgetting how good God is, and we want to come against God because the things are not going our way. Maybe that ain't the direction you're supposed to be headed. You got to know just saying God is good all the time is okay, but it ain't the last step. It needs to be part of your walk, not the only walk that you have. So we got to understand that. I worship about what's good about God. I worship that God is good. He's faithful to the end. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 through 21 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with, the, with all the fullness of God. Now unto him he, that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could even ask or think according to the power that worketh within us, worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, all ages, world without end. Amen. Now here, listen, this was a prayer the Apostle Paul was praying over us. To let us be all with God. Let us be filled with Christ. Christ dwelling in our heart by faith as the substance of things not seen and evidence of things hoped for, for is what will propel, to, will propel us to know that better than on now is on the way. What's better than what we're going through now? It's better is on the way. What God has on the way. So, so don't stay here, but let God fill your heart. Because if you let your problems fill your heart, you're going to get mad at God. You're going to start questioning God. If you let a depression or a sadness fill your heart, you're going to start questioning the joy of the Lord being your strength. Don't let that fill your heart. Let the Spirit of God dwell in your heart. Let it grow in you. Wherever we have hit the pause button on believing in what God can do, he has already exceeded your possibility of asking and thinking so that the next move is on us to just Believe. If you remember from Sunday's sermon, that's what he turned to Jairus when the messenger got to him, said, quit bothering Jesus, your child is dead. How many times you probably heard, I need to just quit praying everything I believe for. My destiny is dead. My purpose is dead. And, and Jesus turned to Jairus and said, just believe. I'm going to say to you, just believe. Your purpose, your dream, your destiny is not dead. Just believe. And he continued walking. Yeah, the reality was the, the girl was dead, but Jesus said, just believe. You have a greater purpose. It is not done. We have a big picture. I, you're made in my image. Just believe. I'm saying to you, just believe. Keep walking. When my son got locked up, there's charges against him. Just believe. Keep the purpose coming. Keep the grace coming. And so he has already got a bigger plan. So never allow a misunderstanding to keep you from standing under God's grace. Never allow that misunderstanding to keep you from standing under God's grace. So 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and, and verse 8 through 10. It says three times. This is Apostle Paul. He says three times, I pleaded with the Lord to take away from me, to, to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on me. That is why, for the sake of Christ, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. See, that's the deal. Is like, do I want to deal with a situation when it's all said and done that when people walk away, and even including myself, I'll say the power of Christ rests in me, or will I be able to say, well, I got even. I got to say what I wanted to say. I did what I wanted to do. See, because if you do that, you lose the sufficiency of what grace provides. Remember, it is the gift we couldn't earn. 
It is an unmerited favor. We couldn't earn it. There was no way to get it. It is so big. It is so powerful. It is beyond us. Beyond us. And so again, no matter what we're going through, the pain that we're begging, God take it away. Don't forget to say, God, but I know your grace is sufficient. So whatever you're doing with this situation, I'm going to turn and start to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord because when I'm weak, then I am strong. Don't go from weak to weaker. That's not how God works. His grace says you can go from being weak on the outside but still strong in your faith, strong in your purpose, strong in your belief, strong in what you desire with your heart. Those persecutions and difficulties, I love it says in, in insults. I and watch people let insults steal their joy. Don't leave your peace with someone insulting you. Don't leave your peace with people making things difficult and giving hardship. Don't leave your peace there. Take your peace with you. Have your peace. It's the thing that surpasses all understanding. Grace is and always will be bigger than the moment. And the value of grace cannot be bought out by mistakes, setbacks, or attacks because it is eternal. And that's the great thing about grace. Grace can be bought out. It can be, it can be lived out. God always has sufficient grace. Just turn to it. Just turn. Just turn. You can't, it's, it's too abundant for your life to wear it out. Grace is sufficient I glory in weaknesses. Why? Because I just turn and worship God. I, God, I know you're bigger than my hurts. I know you're bigger than my pain. I know you. I've seen you be bigger than this. And I thank you, God. I, I know that there's greater than what's happening in me right now. God's grace raises the people of God to a higher standard. And no matter what we are going through, celebrate Jesus for he is our strength. Now, delight in these things and what delight in there don't get around and start giggling because you have problems but definitely don't bow your head and start crying delight in the lord start to worship god start to praise god say father i know you got me i know i trust you i believe in you i know that none of these things shall take me i shall not fall to any of them i know that you are my i know that you are on my side i know that you are for me that and if you're for me who can be against me just begin to just speak the word and this is why you got to let christ dwell in you this is why you got to have that dwelling place because that's the rich spot that's the spot that begins to take over that's the spot you begin to look in the mirror and see the image of Christ. And if you ever wonder, like, again, if your kids start to look down and get down on themselves about schoolwork or whatever, and don't even allow your house to be a house of depression. Well, cause of COVID, I'm just down right now. No, no, no. Cause of Jesus be up. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will not serve the pandemic. We will not serve the isolation. We will serve that there is a cloud of witnesses watching and cheering us on about our belief. Our household shall be a household of faith. There will be joy. There will be celebration because we know Jesus in this house. We don't know isolation like we know Jesus. We don't know separation like we know Jesus. Stop knowing COVID more than you know Christ and say this is the house that's filled with with a climate of praise, the climate of worship. This is a house filled with new scenery. There's new atmosphere. If I'm just tired of looking at the same old walls. Bow your head and pray and start seeing in the spirit the things of God. 
Start seeing in there the presence of God. I had a great friend, and, and she listens, Miss Kim, Kim Graves, and, and, and she, she would be with me on, when I would go and speak and go in all these places. And, and the way Kim, she'd heard all of those speeches I would do, but the way she would look and, and be a part of those speeches and was, was just like, man, I, almost like she was hearing it for the first time. And it was so encouraging and, and, and like just to have somebody to know that they're on, their, on your side. And she did that as a human. I could only imagine how much more God was doing that. Like you, you got to have people of faith in your life because people of depression and pressure, like they say, misery, love, company. Absolutely. They even invite people over, bring people you never invited to be in your life. Stop giving them company. Grace is sufficient. Joy is there. And I want to speak and pray that over you. You guys, let's bow your heads. We're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your spirit. Rejoicing in your people right now. Father, I pray that people after this hear and know that there's a better picture. You see them. You see your goodness. You see your purpose. You see your plan. You don't see them weak. You don't see them losing their mind. You don't see them emotionally unfit, mentally unstable. No, you see them having the joy of the Lord. You see them uh, prospering and sound in their mind. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. They have a soul that is so rich, it's headed to heaven. And yet, they're not withdrawing from that to have a life of spiritual expectancy of the good thoughts of God on them here. I pray, Lord Jesus, as you begin to release your, parent, your, 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 your picture, your purpose, they begin to see I'm made in God's image. I'm not lost. I'm not confused. And all for sure, I'm not forgotten. Lord, I thank you for raising us up. I thank you, Lord God, that we declare that even the people out in the streets fighting, rioting, looting, all of that stuff. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, they begin to see the image of God. See that I'm made better than this. I'm made greater than this. I'm made greater than this disaster. I, I wasn't called to be out here. I was called to be at a higher standard. And I thank you, Lord God, as people are being lifted up, their heads have been lifted up to see that the image of Christ, you have a plan for them. And we're going to walk in it, and we're going to see great victory. It's great revival. And we're going to give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.